1: Welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, where each week me and a panel of guests discuss all things fandom from the female perspective. Everything from Star Wars, to Supernatural, to The Office, to cosplay, to fanfic. It's all right here, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Were you crying tears of joy when Jim finally asked Pam out? Did you argue with your friends over who Felicity should end up with? Are you still yelling at the screen for Dean and Cass to just kiss already? If so, you might be a shipper. Today on It's a Fandom Thing, we're going to discuss all things shipping. Your OTPs, your no-TPs, those rare ships, those problematic ships that you'd love anyway, and yes, even fandom ship wars. It's all right here. Joining me today are Carla, Judy, and Sarah. Carla and Sarah are returning from last week's Buffy episode where we gushed over our own ships there. Um, and Judy was on our very first episode, What is Fandom? So before we dive into all things shipping and gush about our favorite couples, I'm going to go around the room and have everyone introduce themselves and let us know one thing in pop culture or fandom right now that they're excited about. I'll start with you, Carla. Hi, I'm Carla Temmes,
0: and this week I am continuing to be excited about the first episode of Schnitz Creek's <laughs> <Schnitzkrieg's laughs> new season.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I was uh, once again, I was like, it's going to be Shit's Creek again. <laughs> well, I'm very consistent. <laughs> yep. Yep. And we are going to be doing a Schitt's Creek episode coming up in April, I believe. So stay tuned for that one. Okay. <laughs> and Judy
2: hi uh my name is judy and so what i'm into recently i have just recently fallen back in love with shameless um i used to watch it live years ago uh when it was uh you know keeping up with the seasons and in season five they like totally lost me i felt like they destroyed every character it was just a brain wreck um so i gave up on the show and uh Recently, somebody told me you gotta you gotta try again. It, it Mickey's coming back, and it's it's getting better again. So I recently binged through season six through whatever we are on now, and I'm loving it again.
1: Awesome, yeah, that's on my list of ones that I need to watch at some point. I did start watching the first season when I had uh, Showtime for a little bit, and then I stopped uh, because I got rid of Showtime, but I know it's also, I think it's on Netflix or something as well. So I should definitely catch up on that one.
2: It is on Netflix now and it's amazing.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) okay. cool. And that is on my list of, um, upcoming ones that one day we will definitely have to do an episode on. Okay. And then Sarah. Hi,
3: I am, uh, Sarah Barnick. Um, I know last week I mentioned uh, I was excited for season two of you. I've given up on waiting on my husband and have started it. <laughs> because I'm, I'm tired of waiting for him. Um, but this <laughs> week, <laughs> um, I am looking forward to the season premiere of The Magicians on Syfy. Um, season four was amazing and completely destroyed me at that season finale. I don't know if anyone else watches, but it was heartbreaking. And I uh, am looking forward to seeing uh, where the show goes
2: from here.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's another one I have not seen. I don't know if anyone else watches that, but I haven't seen that one. So that's. I've heard it's excellent. I'll have to put it on the list. Yeah. 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 And this is Aaron. and when you're listening to this, they already will have been announced, but the Oscar nominations um, are coming out on Monday the 13th, um, and I'm just kind of just going to try and put this energy out there. I know it probably won't happen, but there are a couple of nominations that I wish would be surprise nominations. Uh, I'm not going to name Taron Edgerton from Rocketman because since he did win the Golden Globe last Sunday, I and he is campaigning like crazy. He's campaigning harder than I think anyone else. Um, then, and plus, he got the SAG nomination. So I think his chances of getting a nomination are actually pretty high. Um, but I'm going to put two out there. Uh, the first one is Kelvin Harrison Jr., who gave two of the best performances of not only this year, but of the decade, in my opinion, in both Waves and Loose. Um, and which are both amazing films. They're in my top five of the year, both intense. Um, and he's just one of those actors. He says a novel with a look and he's just, he's so incredible. I just love watching him. Um, and Luce, you can, I believe you can just rent it. I know you can rent it on some streaming platforms right now. And I think, Waves has kind of sadly left the theaters around here in Colorado, but hopefully that'll be streaming soon. So it'd be awesome if for some reason out of the blue, his name was called for best actor. Um, And then the other one is also from Luce, um, and that's Octavia Spencer Mm. um, for Best Supporting Actress, who honestly, it's heartbreaking to me that she isn't getting awards love for her performance, because I would say it is her best performance ever. And that's saying a lot. So, and I think, I, I honestly think if they had released the film later in the year, she probably would be getting some push because the Academy does seem to like her a lot. They do nominate her a lot. So, you know, I wish there was a chance because in my own opinion, she's a hundred thousand times better than Laura Dern. So, (laughs) so (laughs) I'm just putting that out in in, the energy out there because by the time this airs, you guys can all laugh at me when sadly none of that stuff happens probably, (laughs) but who knows? (laughs) Thank you. But who knows? Maybe that'll happen. Okay. So let's get down to shipping. Um, I'm just going to briefly describe what shipping is. If you're not too familiar with that term. I know, like, I had to describe it to my mom not too long ago. She was like, What in the world are you talking about? Um, but shipping is basically defined as the desire for fans for two or more people, either real life people or fictional characters, um, and this could be in film, literature, television, music, um, to be in a romantic relationship. So it's kind of a general term for that. Um, And the very first ship, at least according to Wikipedia, that became widely popular and accepted were the characters of Kirk and Spock from Star Trek and... They were often referred to as Kirk and Spock and later K and S, which is where the term slash came from a lot. Was that? And then that's also used in fanfic, which next week we're going to be doing an episode on fanfic. So we'll be talking about slash fiction there a little bit more. Um, but that's where the term came. So I'm going to go around the, around and just have everyone just say maybe what their first pair they remember shipping um, was. And then maybe who they're, if they have any OTPs, which OTPs, I'll remind you, are one true pairings. As well so I'll start with you Carla
0: okay I shipped them back before I knew what shipping was <laughs> and it was from Punky Brewster and it was <gasps> Alan and Cherry
1: oh wow
0: <laughs> Punky's friends because I thought that they were super cute and wouldn't they make like an adorable couple you know and of course back then thinking that they would just like hold hands and make sandwiches I don't know
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that was my,
0: my first ship experience
1: hold hands and make sandwiches.
0: <laughs> Isn't that what That's everybody what really I... wants anyway? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not an innuendo <laughs> or something. Yeah, an innuendo <laughs> or something. Hey,
3: good
1: I have
0: simple goals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Aren't they remaking that show? Sorry, just kind of a tangent there, but I don't they know. Are. I I said, they are.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's centered around Punky and I don't know what exactly they're planning on doing, but you know, with any remake I'm like, I hate it. Of course I'm going to watch it.
1: yep
2: wow i feel called out
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then judy what was the first one that you shipped or that you remember shipping
2: um the first thing that pops to mind and it's probably not the first one but uh, it's like really sticks out there was david and maddie from moonlighting yes, yes. Oh, oh yes. Yes. i rooted so hard for them yes. to get together and then it was a jump the shark moment yep <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes shipping is you know painful yes, extremely <laughs> um, painful yeah other than that i can i can i watch soap operas in high school mm-hmm. and you know that's all about shipping that's the whole thing who's gonna get <laughs> yep. together with who and when and, you know, the, the big ships that I love, the Luke and Laura, the mm-hmm. Steven Kayla, Frisco and Felisa, yes. those, those, were, those were my jams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, I agree with a lot of those. And Sarah, what was the first one you remember? Uh,
3: probably the first one that I remember uh, was Mulder and Scully. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think uh, X-Files premiered probably my senior year of high school. So I was, I think I was shipping them before I knew what shipping was. Yeah. Um, that is the first one I can honestly remember.
1: Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's a, that's another popular one. Yeah. And um, for me, um, I was going to say David and Maddie too, because that was definitely the first one that I just, I was so in love with that show period. And I just loved those two together. Um, and then of course I also had a lot of soap ships as well since I watched soaps, soaps from a very early age. Um, and I know I had a lot like Jack and Jen, Steve and Kayla, of course those are from days of our lives. And then, um, I had other ones too. Like I had a big one from one life to live max and Luna um, which I mentioned a little bit about them on last week's episode because the first time they had sex, they caused like an earthquake. So, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yes, yeah, so that was a big one. So yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of soap ones, which could, which should be a whole episode just shipping soap characters. Um, and then, um, what's been your favorite ship? What's been everyone's favorite ship? Carla,
0: mine. Mine has been from a novela called Corazón Salvaje, and it's Juan del Diablo and Monica. And okay. the thing about this, you know, it's a novela, so everything's very over the top and everything, but mm-hmm. it's this guy who has been cast out just because he's poor and he's been treated horribly and he uh, becomes kind of like a pirate. And she is this girl who is uh, very sheltered, and their their paths cross, and there are sparks, and you immediately want them to be happy forever together. Huh? So I'll, I'll, you guys are just gonna have to Google it and take my word for it, <laughs> and maybe maybe watch like a bunch of clips and fall in love with me, even though they're in Spanish. It's fine. You don't need to understand it. <laughs>
1: No, I'll definitely do that. And we are going to also, I just want to jump in that I have um, on the thing, and I'm thinking we're going to do it probably early in 2021, do a whole month about different soaps and also telenovelas and then um, (laughs) K-dramas as well. So, yeah. So just as a little bit of a heads up there. Um, Yeah. Cool. And we'll have to Google that and look up clips of that couple. Please do. (laughs) Faint with me. Google. Yes. I will do that. And then Judy, what's your favorite ship?
2: So my favorite ship ever is Dean Winchester and Castiel from Supernatural, <laughs> ship named DCL. Um, Woo! It's just an amazing <laughs> story. I mean, if you Google the greatest love story ever, that used to be the top find. And it, it's actually defined in uh, Urban Dictionary as Dean and Castiel. So, like, people <laughs> just love it. Um, <laughs> You know, so for anybody that doesn't watch Supernatural, it's about a human who's a, a hunter of all things evil and supernatural and an angel who rescues this guy from hell. And then um, they, they just sacrifice everything for each other over and over again. They've literally died for each other. They each go into depressions when the other person is killed repeatedly. I know this sounds weird for anybody who hasn't watched Supernatural. <laughs> but yeah, people dying come back to life all the time. There. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, the big joke is that the very first time they met, sparks literally flew. Like the angel burst through these barn doors and lights were bursting and sparks were flying. And it's just, I can't imagine a greater beginning of a love story. Um, so it, it's not canon uh but there but it's just been built up and built up and built up to be just this incredibly beautiful relationship whether you ship them romantically or not the relationship is just fantastic so that is my
1: passion and I knew that was what you were gonna say I'm like I, <laughs> I bet sure that's did. what you gonna say <laughs> <laughs> okay and Sarah do you have a um,
3: I would say my favorite is probably uh Booth and Brennan from Bones. Uh, Still one of my favorite shows. So glad we got 12 seasons out of it. Um, I mean, just from the beginning, I've always loved how they are complete opposites, but they complement each other so well. Um, I don't want to necessarily say they make up for the other's shortcomings, um, because that's not really the right way to put it. Um, But... Uh, I, I would say, you know, what, what is lacking in one, uh, is plentiful in the other, I guess I could say, um, you know, I've been rooting for them since the show premiered and, and when they finally got together and had a baby and got married, I was ecstatic.
1: So you, so basically they complete each other. kind Thank of. Also, in, in, my, agree, in, my in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and so and that's that's the David Boreanaz character in yes. those, right? Okay, yes. So then you do like David Boreanaz's character in One Show, maybe yeah. not in Eight. <laughs> <but laughs> really yeah.
2: no, I do not talk about that lately.
1: <laughs> Just
3: calling <laughs> you back. You know,
2: in like day.
1: in the beginning, <laughs> and then yeah,
3: not so much towards the end. But I love his character in
1: those. Okay, cool. And he isn't he a lot funnier than that? Uh huh. See, yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's part of it. Okay, and um, for me, I would say probably my, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite ship, of course, but I think my favorite one, and it could also be called a problematic ship, um, is uh, Brian and Justin from Queer as Folk. Um, And the reason I say it's a problematic ship is there is a huge age difference, as anyone who's watched the U.S. version or probably even think the... um, UK version was like this too, but, um, there is a huge age difference when they meet. Justin is a senior in high school and Brian is definitely not. Um, but I don't know. I just, Brian was probably one of my all time favorite characters anyway. Um, but there's just this, they're just really hot together. That's one thing. They're extremely sexy together. The other thing is, um, Justin just grounds brian and brings out a lot because brian is a very narcissistic um, and also but well he's not so much narcissistic he's more self-hatred that he kind of masks with narcissism Mm. um and they just they're just a very interesting couple together i won't say too much because i don't (laughs) want to spoil it for someone who's on this phone right now who's on the line (laughs) right now someone
0: who has repeatedly pro- <laughs> promised to watch it
1: yes 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 so I'm not what kind of
0: monster would that be i don't even know
1: <laughs> not going to spoil too much especially about the end of um season one and what happens there uh but i will say everybody knows the the dance that they share and then the aftermath of that um which i'm not going to go into <laughs> um but yeah i would say that's definitely probably my favorite ship. Um, and then uh, before we go into problematic ships, which I named one, um, and ships that you just can't stand, um, are there any other ships that you want to mention? Like any other favorite ones, or any rare pairings that you like, or anything? You can start with Carla. I just want
0: to. I'm just going to, you know, add myself to the Destiel ship. Um,
2: <laughs> we got it on here because
0: <laughs> <laughs> because I I'm very much. Even though I don't, I don't really follow show as much anymore. Um, I, I still definitely follow them because, yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah, there are other ships, but I can't remember. Like right now, I'm too focused on these two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to focus on any other ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, like everything else just flew out of my mind. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> well, what about um, from Shit's Creek?
0: <gasps> yes! Oh my gosh! I cannot believe <laughs> oh, my entire David and life,
1: Patrick. <laughs>
0: yes david and patrick they are so cute they're so perfect for Mm -hmm. each other and like you start rooting for them so hard from the moment that they meet and they're just oh a brilliant light in each other's lives it's just the the kind of um, thing where if you don't already have it you wish it for somebody else Mm -hmm. it's just fantastic and it's so well written and so well
1: acted yeah I agree I love them together love 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 them and Judy do you have any other ones you want to mention or anything um you know
2: i'm I'm one of these people that generally ships things that just there's just like a ton of evidence for or it's actually canon because I just love you know that they give you so much to mm-hmm. to play with and work with um that's why I think dcl just really stuck with me um I remember loving uh Emma Swan uh, from once upon a time although I did fall out of love with that show Mm. but I really liked their dynamic together um those are the only ones that come to mind right away but yeah lots of lots of ships that I that I root for but none that not a lot that just make me passionate and have to run out and write or read (laughs) stories about them and that kind of thing yeah
1: (laughs) Sarah do you have any other ones um hmm I'm sure I
3: do um, but I think I have Carly's two <laughs> and they've just flown out of my mind. Um, uh, one that does, does pop into my head is, uh, Lucifer and Chloe. Yes. 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 The- yes. I just, oh, I can't wait for season five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After yeah. that, uh, after that ending, um, that's the only one that I can think of at the moment. So curious to see what happens there.
1: Yes, yes. And we'll be doing a Lucifer episode I this year saw. too. So Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on Lucifer and Chloe. Yes, yes, I love them. Um for me, definitely, I mean, Jim and Pam from The Office. I've always said that I'm Pam waiting for her Jim. Um I've just always loved them. They got kind of annoying in season eight and nine, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pam kind of got an ego to her, which didn't fit her character, I don't think. And then I think they gelled up some drama that wasn't needed and didn't fit their characters. Um, So yeah, I, I, I didn't like that at all. Um, And I know there's, there's a ton more. I like, I like, I love Michael and Ben from Queer as Folk as well. That's another couple that I love from that show. Um, And that was not a problematic ship (laughs) from the show. They they were really good together. Um, And I know there's, There's a ton, ton more that I could name as well, but those are some other ones. Um, And then what are, and then there's also no TPs, which are basically, you don't want them together at all. That's your, not your one true pairing. Are there ones that everybody basically is like, if that ever happens, or if that has happened that I'm just going to say, you know, goodbye to the show or goodbye to that character or has that happened before? Um, Carla? that's it's okay
0: there's always a pairing in a show that i'm like ew why would you and you know the the first one that comes to mind is angel and buffy i I just didn't like (laughs) that dynamic and we discussed it a little bit last week where he's just like a a stalker and he's 200 years old and she's a baby teenager and it just you know ew gross no don't do it um but yeah, so that's my reason for that one. But there, there are a lot of other ones that are less complicated, where it's just like the chemistry doesn't feel right. It feels forced. Mm-hmm. Um, in the more recent show, um, Single Parents, you have Poppy and Douglas, who are complete opposites, make no sense together. And yet the show is insisting that they're right for each other, and that they're in love. And again, ew, why would you? I, I think you know I might just start myself uh, my own podcast called Aoy with you to discuss these <laughs> no TPs where I'm I, like no,
1: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> that's funny.
4: But
0: but yeah, like like the, those are the, the the ones that come to my mind the most um, that are not specifically uh, problematic and like that's not my main reason why.
1: Mm-hmm okay okay and then you judy do you have any i have two that popped
2: into mind one just because it's so recent that um so quick spoiler alert for the the most recent star wars i really don't get kylo and ren romantically like i totally rooted for their Mm -hmm. connection i thought that was so cool but i thought a kiss was just so completely unnecessary. Not that I was squicked out or anything like that. It just felt like it ruined a really cool male-female bond relationship that didn't have to be romantic. And there's not enough of those out there. So that that one I, I was disappointed when that when that happened. And the other one that comes to mind, and it's not for anything that I'm like super passionate about, um, but because I'm a DCL fan and I love to read lots of uh, DCL fanfic and, and love that pairing for some reason. Um, one of the common pairings that people put along with that is Sam and Gabriel never got it.
1: Yeah. I, I
2: don't <laughs> understand it at all. And so a lot of times I'll start reading a, uh, you know, a DCL fanfic and then, you know, you start to see this buildup of Sam and Gabe, and I have to back out because I'm just like, nope, I don't like it. <laughs> I have left a lot of great fanfics because I just don't, that's just not interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I agree on that one. And with the Kylo Ren one, that's definitely the one that could also be called a very problematic ship.
2: Mm, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Right. yeah. Yeah. Not very healthy in mm-hmm. my opinion. I mean, I haven't seen the latest star Wars, but, um, but yeah, in my opinion, it's not very, yeah, not very healthy. Um, and Sarah, do you have any?
3: Yeah. I'm kind of with the, with Judy there on, um, uh, the, the Raylos. um, you know, I, I last Jedi, I felt their, their connection was kind of creepy in a way. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it more in, uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker and, and how they sort of came together at the end, but the same thing, I sort of felt that, that kiss at the end was very unnecessary. Um, you know, I, I kind of more enjoyed how how their relationship built uh, uh, during the last movie. Um, another one, and go, and going back to Buffy from last week, and I think I'm just saying this because it's fresh in my head, was uh, Xander and Cordelia. Oh, I, I, they were kind of <laughs> cute, but I don't <laughs> quite understood why they ended up together. I mean, it wasn't—it certainly wasn't a problematic ship. Mm -hmm. um and you know I I I kind of in a way I kind of like how Cordelia's character grew um and changed when she was in the relationship with Xander but to me it just it felt like such an odd odd and and forced relationship um I know I may be in the minority there I'm sorry (laughs) Yeah, I apologize
1: for that. I kinda I you know,
3: it 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 was just yeah, to me it was just an odd relationship. But um yeah, and there's I'm sure there are others out there, um, but I just can't think of any at the moment. That's
1: fine. Yeah, and and for me, I have I have a ton, but I'll just name a few of them. Um, Once again, from Queer as Folk, as you can tell, that is my all time favorite show. So I have a lot of stuff (laughs) in there. Yeah. Mine is uh, Michael and Brian. A lot of people wanted them together because they were best, their best friends and everything, but I just wanted them to be friends. Um, So I did not like that one. Um, And that was definitely like, that's was probably my, one of my biggest no TPs was that one. Um, And probably since Brian and Justin were my favorite, that makes sense. Um, And then another one would be, um, from Friends, Ross and Rachel. I <laughs> hate Ross and Rachel uh, together. I think Ross is crazy. I think, and not in a not in a good way. He's just he's just very possessive. He doesn't respect her at all. He's really kind of creepy. He's he's. I think he's kind of stalkerish. And uh, spoil the ending of Friends here. Um, the fact that he made Rachel basically give up her big dream to be with. A loser like him, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you can tell, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I'm like, you should have just gotten on that plane and gone and pursued your dreams. There's, I mean, there's a lot of issues with that thing and in, in general, but yeah, that's that was a big one that I hated. Um, and then another one um, I'll just briefly mention was with Dawson's Creek. I didn't like Dawson and Joey. I did in the first season, and then. I ended up loving Dawson and Pacey. I mean, Dawson and Pacey. Pacey and, <laughs> probably is out there too, but uh, Pacey and <laughs> Pacey and Joey is who I ended up loving so much because I loved Pacey. Um, so yeah, so I did not. I didn't like Dawson anyway. He was um, obnoxious. But yeah, so that was definitely another no TP for me. So okay, well we and we've mentioned a few problematic ships already, um, even ones that some of us, like me, ship, Um, but are there any other, like, the big one from Supernatural, since we all either currently watch or have watched Supernatural in the past, I think the biggest problematic one, obviously, is Wincest, which, if people don't know what that is, that's shipping Sam and Dean Winchester, who are brothers, so it's, you know, so trigger warning out there about, you know, incest, which I guess, which I should have mentioned there, but yeah, so there are a lot of people that ship those two together,
3: um and that's something and, they even touch on in the show
1: yeah they do they mm-hmm. right. do yeah they do mention that yeah
3: yeah well I, I think part of the problem
0: though is that in the earlier seasons you had Zachariah kind of make light of it and you know it, it's the the writers trying to um you know wink wink nudge nudge at the at the fans mm-hmm. when he says that they're erotically codependent and you know it's a throwaway line it's just to for the writers to be funny and whatever but of course any shipper is gonna grab onto that and run with it
1: yeah so
0: you know that just does not help matters
1: exactly yeah yeah and it's just icky (laughs) in my opinion yeah
2: it really is (laughs) it's
1: just um, weird
2: however I don't ship them at all, but I know what some people just like their characters and their dynamic. So they'll put them in alternate universes where they're not brothers and write stories with them together. So that kind of I can I can get. I, I've never read it myself, but I know that it's a thing and I can see people enjoying that, that takes away that squick factor and the, you know, the the yeah. incest basically.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. I mean I, I guess I can kind of see
0: it that way a bit more it, it's easier to, di- to digest than to, to say okay these are two brothers let's have them make out and that no
3: no no just no just no yeah,
2: yeah. just no <laughs> uh, that goes back um, to your uh pod- podcast of why, <laughs> <laughs> I do, why? exactly <laughs> yeah
0: we'll, we'll have like like a, a one-off episode where we just like put all the squick in it and then air it once and then delete it yeah
2: just to to put this out there though i even though it is kind of a problematic ship there there's a lot of people that ship it and oh yeah that's okay you know like it's okay for people to enjoy what they enjoy and just because you know you don't like that particular aspect of it again i guess maybe i'm jumping ahead but one of the problems with you know fandoms is sometimes we tend to judge each other for something as silly as a ship. So just kind of putting out there that, okay, you like that? Great. Good for you. (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah, no, and that's, that's a good, I think, I think the reason people have such a big problem with that one, more than maybe other ones, as far as being forgiving of it, I think is because of that incest, incest there. I think for a lot of people, it's triggering and makes them very uncomfortable. But I understand, you know, it's also, you know, as a lot of people say, well, they're not really brothers, and it's fictional. And, you know, as long as you're not really into that in real life, you know, I, I can... I can see that as well. It's just, it's just, it's a very, oh, it just weirds me out. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, um, you know, and the other, other problematic ships, um, sorry, if you, if you, if, you were, if Judy and Sarah, if you guys had any other ones that you wanted to add in before I jumped in there. Nope. I'm good.
2: Jude. Yeah. Nothing in particular. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, I, I just did want to throw in there, um, uh-huh. Lucifer and Sam.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a very problematic one too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, just if you talk about like high level categories of problematic ships, ships, (laughs) there's, you know, the something like that, which is a a fandom term is non-con, you Mm -hmm. know, or dub con, Mm -hmm. which means dubious consent or non-consent at all. um, And that a lot of Sam Lucifer can can fall under that category um, because Sam was his prisoner in hell for a long time. So. Yeah, there's that non-con and, and dubcom I'm I personally am not a fan. I don't like it, but I know it's mm-hmm. a that's a, a problematic ship that's out there a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and you know, speaking of like soaps, um, soaps are notorious for having uh people who are rapists end up being huge mm-hmm. love, like for Luke and Laura. Right? <laughs> I mean, Luke raped Laura and you know, and then they ended up together, and then there are like Jack raped Kayla, but People still love Jack, even though he raped Kayla. Um, and they, those two didn't end up together, of course, but that's it's another thing that soaps tend to do a lot is uh, romantic is that romanticizing rape necessarily, but kind of romanticizing that thing of. I I don't know, changing. It's like the fix him trope kind of thing to the extreme in a way. So those are, those could be considered problematic. And and when I say problematic, I'm not necessarily saying that people aren't allowed to ship them. I mean, like I said, I ship Brian and Justin and, you know, there's an age difference there, which can make it very problematic for a Mm -hmm. lot of people. Um, So I'm not saying you can't ship them. It's just, I'm just saying that some of these are, Called that and that people do see problems with them and that people don't think of them as healthy relationships is really what I, what I should say instead of just problematic relationships, problematic ships. So.
2: The old falling in love with your abuser.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, and then there's, I mean. Oh well, this would be another spoiler for for Dexter, another show I've been trying to get you to watch, Carla. So you can <laughs> you can close your ears for a second if you want to, because this I'm going to very... take
0: out my earbud and then you can go, and I'll come back in five seconds. Okay,
1: okay, and go. Okay, well, in that one, um, Dexter's adopted, but his um, sister towards seasons then of season six realizes and they're not related, but realizes she's in love with him, and this is before she finds out who he is, and that was very problematic for a lot of people. So yeah, that's yeah, Um, and we're okay, going to do a, safe. Yes, it's safe now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but anything with Dexter, I mean, he's which this isn't a spoiler, of course, Carla. But he's you know he's a serial killer, so anything with a serial killer can be considered problematic. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you <know>, just, just <laughs> a bit, just a little bit. Yeah, even though most people don't know he is, but. um,
2: and I think the other big in- category of problematic is underage. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like shipping people that are both underage, you mean like
2: one like, or the other or both, or mm-hmm. three or you
1: know <laughs> whatever yeah. your property is.
2: <laughs> but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yep. And um going along sort of that line are sort of non-conventional ships. Um, Some of them, of course, are taboo, Um, but some non-conventional ones would be, like, interspecies is one that's Uh, listed on Wikipedia. Um, Are we counting
2: green and cast?
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) That was my first thought. That could be considered interspecies. That's true. Uh, That's true. Um, And, of course, we've talked about age difference a little bit. Um, And then there's also people who want um, a a polyamorous um, ship. Um, which I don't know if any of you guys have any of those, um, that you guys ship personally, but I know that sometimes like there's been ones where I know there's, um, what's the, what it is what is the term for it with, um, Dean, Sam and Cass? Oh. When Wincess- Wincessity. Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I know there's that one as well and, uh, various other ones, um, Yes, those are some non-conventional ships there. Um, and then we'll get into ship wars here in just a second and then, uh, and then shipping real life people. But first I want to just quickly throw out there one that I forgot to mention that's in rare ships since we've mentioned Supernatural a lot and one that I ship a lot and I'll bring it up next week's episode fanfic a lot more uh, because I've written some of them is um, Dean and Donna for me. That's who yeah. I ship in the show. I think they would just be perfect together. It's never, ever, ever, ever gonna happen, but um, we can hope. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's one right. that I that I ship on the show, and then also on Supernatural, this is super rare. Um, in the About a Boy episode, the adult version of Tina and Dean, when they just had a few minutes of a scene in a bar, and I wrote a whole um, fanfic. Uh, on that there that included that relationship which is really good by thank the way thank you thank you <laughs> yeah she was carla was my beta on that one and we'll get into that on fanfic but what that means that, that that's not why why i'm saying
4: it though by the way <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but thank you yeah and, but they had just a few minutes in a bar together and to me it was like the most honest i've ever seen dean be with a stranger with a woman especially um right away so anyway, so I just wanted to throw that out quickly mm-hmm. um, so let's briefly touch on since we've talked a lot about um, Dean and Cass um, queer baiting um, oh boy. we're going to briefly touch on that we're going to do a whole episode about that at some point but I just want to briefly touch on that because I know that a lot of people that are fans of um, Dean and Cass accuse the show a lot of queer baiting um and accuse um and some people have accused like the the actors of saying stuff that is queer baity. um the powers that be um saying stuff that is very much queer baiting, so I don't know if uh, the two people who ship them, Carla and Judy, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that a little bit
0: yeah, I mean for for one thing, it's one of the things that turned me off the show um it's it, you know. It's one out of many, but it really is uh, like I was saying before, where they're um, writing little things as kind of winks to the audience, but then they they started to really lean on them with Dean and Cass. And in part because they know that if you have Misha Collins and Jensen Echols on the screen together, you get amazing chemistry Mm -hmm. and you get a lot of fandom interaction. But instead of writing it as the, because if they intend for it to just be a platonic relationship, they were kind of going out of their way to draw it as potentially something more. And, you know, sexual tension is great. Unresolved sexual tension is fantastic, but at some point it does have to resolve in some way or another. Otherwise you're just leading on your audience, especially if you know that that's part of what they're, uh
2: therefore some of the things that Carla is probably talking about here is is um for anybody that doesn't watch the show other characters even in the show will call out um these two characters they'll call when they're talking to castiel they'll say something about your boyfriend dean or vice versa when they're talking about to dean they'll be like oh he was your boyfriend first so they they literally call it out and say things, you know, that, that hint it. Um, or they'll have, like, um, very pointedly parallel interactions with Sam and a girl to Dean and Cass. It never goes, you know, all the way to romantic. But, the, you know, in, in the same epi- episode where you're having these two parallels... Sam and the girl do go romantic. They they do have sex, but Dean and Cass just, as they call it, literally in the scripts, I fuck. So mm, <laughs> um, right. yeah, there's there's definitely reason uh, to su- to support the the some of the fans' accusations or concerns that um, that Supernatural is queer baiting. Mm.
1: Yeah. And using a lot of, um, cause I used to ship them. I stopped shipping honestly, because we're going to get into some of the fandom here because of a lot of the fans around the ship. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about you, Eddie, <laughs> Carla, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a Dean girl above all else. I like Dean more than any other character ever, ever, ever. So, um, I didn't like that. I saw a lot of, in the fandom, people hating on Dean a lot more, a lot. And, um, I didn't really like that. So that kind of ended up turning me off to the ship. Um, but I have even written a fanfic about them. So, uh, but yeah, they do use a lot of the same kind of romantic tropes that you see a lot. Just typical romantic tropes you will see. Um, but they never follow through. Like what we should say, if people don't know what queer baiting is, it's basically you are showing everything you are baiting the audience, hooking the audience. Um with the hope that these two are going to get together but without ever intending to get them together. Um and one of the biggest examples of that was uh Zena and um Gabriella from um Zena. Yeah. That was a big big example of that. Yep. Um and I know um she's not on here but I know that um Tanya Cook who was in our very first episode who's a very very big Zena fan. She talked a little bit about that. So, if you want to go back and listen to our very first episode again, she mentions a little bit about that about that ship, um, and about those two together because that was that was a huge one that they did it a lot with, um, and you'll see it a lot. I I'm struggling to find other examples in my head right now, but I know there are a bunch of other examples of that.
2: I think Sherlock is another one that sometimes people feel. I personally don't see it, but oh, yeah. some people feel yeah. like that that's queer baiting.
3: I could see I could see that. Yeah,
2: I, I think the one thing that gives me hope about you know, us getting, you know, leaving queer baiting in the past is that there are so many more queer relationships um, becoming common on, on TV shows and on, in movies and that kind of thing. So, um, people in the LGBTQ community have more places to go. So we don't have to follow along some, you know, carrot that may be dangling in front of our faces that we're never going to actually get to, you know, if, if you're, looking for representation go somewhere else and and it, it there is more of it so that kind of gives me hope that queer baiting may eventually become a thing of
1: the past yeah hopefully hopefully and then hopefully <laughs> and then hopefully <clears throat> fridging, fridging can become a thing of the past oh, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. 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 And I think, you know, I think another big thing that, and we'll do a whole in that June, we're going to do a whole series of episodes, um, celebrating pride month about different shows and different things, um, in fandom in general and in media in general, um, about the LGBTQI community. Um, but I, I think the big thing that needs to also improve is, you know, showing more bisexual relationships and, um, more, trans people more people of color that's the big thing also that needs to be represented Mm -hmm. um you know and that's that's a big thing that needs to change and hopefully it'll just keep changing and growing um you know with shows like pose um that's a fantastic show if anyone hasn't watched that um you know that's 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 a big a big thing and we'll definitely be talking about that more in june so yeah but
0: i i really like that at least for now you have a show already on, on, um, on a major network. It's, um, it stars Kobe Smulders from How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, of course the name is gone from uh, my head the picture, Stumptown. like the little thingy that they put up <laughs> uh, Sumtown, yeah. Yes. Thank you. And she's the main character and she's openly by. Oh,
1: oh. I know okay.
0: Yeah. She's openly by and she's openly out there having relationships, and sex with anybody who strikes your fancy and um up coming up soon on um nbc's peacock exclusive app thingy Mm -hmm. they're reviving um what's it called saved by the bell oh really and apparently one of the 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 kids who's going to be one of the high schoolers at bayside high is going to be played by josie tota who is a trans woman
1: oh awesome and
0: yeah, and, and that's that's a pretty exciting thing to happen. Anyway, sorry, oh, no. I just wanted no, to throw that no. in. There.
1: Thanks for showing throwing that out there. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. That's awesome, awesome. We need a lot more of that. So that's that's good to hear. Okay, um, and we we acted a little. We acted. We talked a little bit about the powers that be, you know, behind queer baiting and stuff. Um, but interacting with them and the actors that are part of or control your ship um, seems to happen a lot more now because of social media. Um, and I know it can be, it can go to extremes. It can go, um, it can be healthy. It can be not healthy. Um, has anyone had any interaction or anyone want to touch on that a little bit about interacting with the actors, um, or the people behind the scene? Yeah.
0: I, I think that interacting with the writers, as long as it's not an abusive thing where you're demanding, mm-hmm. but interacting with the writers and the powers that be is totally fair game because they're the ones bringing the stuff forward. Mm-hmm. And again, as long as you're not spamming them, for example, if you, if you saw something and you liked it and you just want to hey, say, hey, I saw what you did there. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. That, that's one thing. Or even if, if you want to call them out and say, hey, look, that wasn't cool that you decided that this person that you've been uh, pointing to as uh, possibly bi or gay, you happen them say something homophobic, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think... With the actors, they're not necessarily going to be in control unless they actually are, in which case different rules apply. But if it's an actor and they have made it clear that they're uncomfortable, or even if they haven't and you just don't know, then that's a very different way to handle interacting with them because it's not on them. They're just doing what they're told to do. They're bringing a person to life, but they're not in control necessarily of the words coming out of their mouth of um, what the director wants them to do, of what the executives um, end up deciding and what editors do. So I, I think a lot of it is out of, out of their hands and it's really unfair to accost them and demand mm-hmm. that they uh, exert some influence over how your ship should be portrayed. It, it's not fair to the actors, but again, I, I think, um, that writers and TPTVs are more fair game as long as you're doing it respectfully.
3: Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. One of the interesting things about the actors is, um, you know, as, as Aaron said, you know, we have more and more access to these people, you know, they used to be, you know, off on a pedestal somewhere, you know, you, you might see pictures of them in people magazine or something, but You know, now they're on social media, we're going to conventions, you're talking directly to them, asking questions, that kind of stuff. And what I have found as far as interaction regarding ships um, is that sometimes coming from the actor, like I, I sometimes cringe when somebody asks an actor about a ship or fanfic or something like that, not because I think that's a problem, but because the actor's answers are often a problem. Yeah. Um,
1: okay. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: they, like, I have so much um, respect for and uh, value the high quality uh, and the dedication and the work and the love that goes into fan art and fanfics and all that kind of stuff. So when somebody asks a question about it and, and an actor stands up there and, and kind of, they often I'm not sure if they know what to say because they often turn it into a joke. Um, And it, it, to me, it devalues it. You know, it makes it look like, oh, you know, they're just these silly overactive fangirls with overactive imaginations, you know, just wanting smut, And that's not it at all. Um, And so it, to me, it devalues the work and the effort and the love that goes into uh, shipping and fandom.
1: Yeah, hmm. that's a good point too. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Sarah? Um, no, not really. I think
3: uh, Carla and uh, Judy there <laughs> kind of summed up everything I yeah. had, had <laughs> thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean the, I mean like you said, the interaction. Uh, I mean we do have so much more access to, to the writers, to the actors, and you know I don't see anything wrong with approaching something respect with respect um there's really no need people people can get downright nasty and abusive when something happens that they they don't like in the show or the movie or whatever um and that's not that's not fair to the writers that's not fair to the actors um you know and i think you know a lot of times with 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 going to conventions and attending panels and things like that, confronting the actors with shipping questions, I, I think a lot of times they don't, it, it, depending upon the question, it, it could make them very uncomfortable mm-hmm. to uh, to answer, or it could be that someone picked up on a, a plot point um, that hasn't happened yet, but they know it's going to happen and they can't answer the question. Um, so it kind of, in, in a way, it kind of puts them on the spot and uh, probably throws them through a loop a little bit. And they just don't know how to
2: respond to it.
1: Yeah, and that, that made me think of when you go to conventions and sometimes people have the actors sign, I don't know how people feel about this, but have the actors sign um, fan art that will show their favorite ship together
4: mm-hmm. um,
1: and comment on that, or maybe even give them some a gift that is about that, that shows that that relationship um do people think that's kind of the same thing or is that a little bit better or does it make it i have think that's
0: on that? i think that's a little bit different because i i mm-hmm. think um it's just from the heart and this, it's mm-hmm. it's okay well let me pull back a little bit and say that it depends on your intention of presenting it because if you're presenting it just because it's something from your heart that you just wanted to share with, with your favorite actor mm-hmm. and you just want I, I guess that validation and support of you and your art, then that's one thing. But if you're doing it because you want tacit approval of the ship, that's a different story. Right. Because, you know, it, it's, if somebody came to me, because I, I do photography, if somebody came to me and said, look, I made a collage out of some of your pictures, I'd be like, wow, thank you for taking the time to whatever. Mm-hmm as an appreciation of the art, but if somebody, uh, I guess there's no shipping in my picture, so it's kind of hard to make that parallel, but, <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying, that basically if you're yeah. just shoving the ship in somebody's face because mm-hmm. you think that your ship is above everything else, then that's not the intention that should accompany that presentation.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think more and more, the actors are becoming more cool with it. Um, you know, you see them look at the picture with, you know, like, wow, that's beautiful art, how, you know, whatever, and not necessarily, you know, and ooh, that would never happen kind of reaction. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to see that, uh, you know, it's becoming um, out of the proverbial closet, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of okay to, yeah. to, to talk about um, and, show a little bit of uh, pride and okay to talk about this ship or um, y- the the work that you put into creating art or fic or whatever. Um, luckily, I think we're, we're making some progress there. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, great. Well let's get onto a little bit of um, some more negative or some, more of the darker side, I guess, but um, fandom ship wars,
4: Ugh. which
1: can happen a lot, and it's a lot. <laughs> and I think it's a lot more prevalent now uh, with the internet. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there was it was as bad, say, um, you know, in the 90s or 80s or stuff when you didn't necessarily have the people um, online to interact with um, to argue with about that. <laughs> but um, I know in Supernatural, oh, um, it
2: can be really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love my yeah. supernatural, but it definitely has a dark side. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know if you guys want to, want to talk about that a little bit.
0: Okay. So I started really entering fandom with the X-Files and this was around season, I don't know, maybe four or five when um, it was right around the time that they were releasing the movie and they were kind of ramping up to, more romantic interactions between scully and Mulder, um so fandom was in a frenzy sh- shipping moldering scully um mm. interestingly enough i don't really think that they have a ship name which i'm actually glad for because that would just be really weird I mean, just, nobody cares anyway my point is <laughs> that <laughs> that uh when we were talking when i i was online i was just getting um into the internet and into talking to strangers on the internet. Um, and I was one of the young ones on the forums. And they would talk about the show and have arguments about this and that. They were generally respectful arguments. But when it came to shipping, people could get really ugly. <laughs> um, and they had factions in the X Files forums. They had the the Romos, the no romos, And what I was, which was a quasi-Romo, which meant that I didn't care one way or the other. It would be nice, but it wasn't a a deal breaker. Um, But as soon as you started talking about, oh, I think that they had a romantic intent behind that scene. And did you notice that people would just go uh, out of their way to come out of the woodwork and say, no, how could you think that? You know, why can't we have them just be platonic, which is another argument that is very valid. Um, that there aren 't enough um, enough uh, just friend pairs among heterosexual uh, characters that stay friend pairs if there 's a iota of chemistry and the there's there seems to be demand for it but you, you, you know I, I I stepped out of fandom because of those wars came back into fandom um, with the Mindy project where the fandom was generally more respectful of each other. There's also a lot less uh, there to fight about. Yeah, (laughs) Um, very true. (laughs) But then I, you know, I went from TMP to SPN and suddenly I was thrust into this absolute uh, toxic soup of people being very, very mean to each other and just, doxing each other, calling each other names, you know, sending, uh, um, you know, trigger warning, suicide, suicide uh, pushes over ships.
1: Yeah.
0: And and that's where I took 15 steps back from the SPN fandom because I was like, I, I just cannot be around this. It, it's just, it, in a lot of ways, the SPN family is great. And they, they're, Wonderfully charitable, artistic, um, generous people, but in other ways they really almost go out of their way to tear each other apart, and it's just sad to see.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, I think that's why I end up avoiding a lot of the uh, fandom or fan forums pages. There's a few that I'm on, and like our supernatural group of Colorado, and we're all you know very nice, very respectful, but. I uh, personally, I don't have a a lot of experience with that just because of, of, of what I've heard and how, how nasty and, and just horrible people can be to each other. And I just, I don't, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. Right. (laughs) So to speak. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me personally, it's, it's, I try to, avoid and stay out of any of the fandom ship wars because I know it's something that people can get very passionate about we'll say that Um, and uh, they tend to uh, not be respectful in their conversations.
2: Yeah I think you have to be smart selective in how you curate for lack of a better word um, your <laughs> fandom experience, um, right. you know, and that's Tumblr sort of like the place for a fandom. Um, the good thing is you can choose who to follow and who not to, you can choose right. who to block and who not to. Um, so you can kind of stay out of that as much as possible, which is what I personally tried to do. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I found that the best way to, avoid a lot of that fandom drama is just to make sure that um, you're following the people that are, are positive and respectful regardless of, of shit. <clears throat> um, and, you know, I have fandom friends that ship just every kind of, every sort of combination you can imagine mm-hmm. um, all of whom uh, don't judge or fight with each other over it. So um Again, I think it's just it you just have to be smart and cautious and uh, about how you join a fando- fandom interact with the fandom and mm-hmm. curate your own experience. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's that's why I like sticking with, you know, Supernatural group of Colorado and Women of Letters group of Colorado mm-hmm. and then still and then talking to other people that I've met through the MIDI Project and through Supernatural like Carla Um, And just kind of keeping that separate because there isn't that sort of tension there. Um, But it's hard sometimes because sometimes you it's hard sometimes to avoid it at times. Um, But, yeah, that can be difficult. Okay, so I just want to wrap up um, and just briefly touch on something that we really didn't touch on before is um, shipping real life people. Um, And that's basically, you know, for example, um, speaking of Supernatural, since we've been talking about that a lot. Um, in this episode, is there are a lot of people that ship uh, the actors, Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles in real life. And some people actually think that those two are really together. Um, and then there are other things like, uh, for instance, the movie, The Notebook, um, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling, people really wanted them together. They did end up dating for a while. Um, and so people ship them or you've also got Team Jen, for team Angelina for Jen and Brad <laughs> and Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, so, do you guys ship any real life couples, or what are your opinions on any on that? Um, for me
0: personally, exactly it, it makes me uncomfortable. It, it, it's just you know these are real people with real things going on in their lives, and we don't know everything about them. We certainly don't know um, necessarily even their their sexual uh, preference and and. For me personally, like I said, I know a lot of people who ship RPF and, you know, that's their own thing to enjoy as long as they're not, again, being disrespectful and actually mm-hmm. demanding things of these human beings. But for me, I, I just am so uncomfortable with it.
3: Yeah. like I, think, I, I can't yeah. even
0: get through an RPF fake.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think one that got a lot of attention recently uh, was after a star was born. Gaga, yeah, oh, yes. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it was kind of
2: problematic, even. <laughs> yeah, right. People just were pushy, and uh, yeah, that's yeah, like, that's was, when it yeah. becomes a problem. And I yeah, think he was engaged, and so is she. Or I mean, they were
3: they were both in relationships, and it mm-hmm. seemed I think even between them, they it seemed to be causing a lot of problems.
1: Yeah, it was. I was. I. That was my favorite movie um, of 2018, um, and I was in a Facebook group that I've ended up leaving for another reason. But, um, and they, a lot of the people on there wanted them to be together in real life, wanted uh bradley cooper and lady gaga to be together in real life and you know i mean i understand they have amazing chemistry in oh yeah so i I can see that but and they they seem to have amazing chemistry in real life and he's very 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 was so supportive of her when they were doing that so i that movie so i think that's where a lot of that comes from but you would see people um she was engaged at the time and they ended up breaking up and so people were like Globbing onto the fact that oh maybe she broke up with with him to be with Bradley Cooper and and Bradley Cooper's um, girlfriend I don't think they were engaged but you know the mother of his child mm. um, they would be attacking her because she wasn't smiling in a picture um, mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff and you see that like uh, more recently I'm in a, a a Rocket Man group and luckily they kick these people out but um, there have been people in there that go after Taryn Edgerton's girlfriend because she's not smiling in every photo or because they're not like, and I'm like, that's not real life. They're they're, You know, Mm -hmm. and she's, she's not an actress. She's behind the scenes. So she probably doesn't like being in that spotlight, you know? So that's when I think it really, really becomes problematic because people think they know the actors and you don't know these people at all. No. No matter how much you interact with them on social media, you're not, you don't know them in real life. You don't know who they really are. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah and I think that that's a, uh, where the um, double-sided sort I can think of it in Spanish not in English but it's it's it both ways double-edged sword. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. My English was failing me so hard. I'm like, wow. But yeah, it's a double-edged sword to have all of this access to them because for, on the yeah. one hand, it's great that we can interact with them as just people mm-hmm. who are ha- you know putting out their, their everyday thoughts about peanut butter or whatever. And that's great, but <laughs> then it, it has to suck for them to be bullied about their own personal lives yeah and you know certainly there were you know paparazzi before there was um a press following them around but now they have everyday just randos popping up into their feeds criticizing their spouses and their kids and themselves and it's it's thoroughly unfair the mm-hmm. price that we as consumers, make them pay for this access that they give us freely.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the problem with real person or real life shipping, whatever it's called, RPF. Um, It's personally not usually my cup of tea. Um, I can understand if somebody like looks at these two people and says, okay, I like what I see of their person their public personality and it would be fun to, you know, play with them in my sandbox and write about them, maybe in an alternate universe or something. So, you know, you had mentioned Jared and Jensen. Put them in an alternate universe where they're not married. They don't have kids. Whatever. Write your pick. Have fun with it. But it's when the when they interact with them personally, it's to me it's very disrespectful to Mm -hmm. their their wives, their children, their themselves, their lives to push that real person ship onto uh, real people. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. that's when it becomes to me problematic and maybe even dangerous at times, Mm -hmm. especially supernatural fandom is one that has become infamous for that, for harassing uh, the actor's family and their wives and even them on social media, uh, all because of fix. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I ban, uh, chips yeah mm-hmm. unfortunate
1: yeah yeah it's yeah and there, and there are you know there are people that you want to be you like them as a couple you think they seem cute and stuff but yeah it can become very problematic when you're when you feel like you own them it's to me it feels like mm-hmm. you're acting like you own them and you yeah. don't yeah. own an entitlement
0: them. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm very glad that that this kind of access was not around when I was young and oh, I had like yeah. the world's biggest crush on Emilio Estevez and he married Paula <laughs> Abdul. And I was so mad. Like you guys, I was uh, so mad at Paula Abdul. That's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like I, I took my Paula Abdul cassette and hid it under a pillow. Oh my God. But oh, no, who knows no. how that might have escalated <laughs> if I had had access no. to the internet.
2: But you know, that's the maturity thing there. And yes. and there's people of right. all levels of maturity in in every fandom. So, mm. you know, the, the more mature side can separate you know, your fandom fun from real life mm-hmm. and, and not right. cross the two, but it's that, that right. young um, mentality that says I need to <laughs> abuse Paul Abdul. <Adler. laughs> she I stole Emilio that. from me, like, wow.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Because yeah. I
0: totally had a chance at 11 years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, talk about a problematic pairing there. That's- <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah we're, we're not saying can... that would have happened Emilio. we're not saying that you would have done anything like that Just
0: <laughs> we're not calling you it. pedophile Emilio. <laughs> yeah, i'm so yeah, sorry yeah. i take it back
3: okay. i think people sometimes uh confuse uh or, or, or forget uh reality versus fiction exactly yeah and they uh, sort of get so involved that they you know, forget that these, these are, these are real people. They're not, yes, they're actors, they're playing a role, but these are also real people with real lives. Yep. And I think a lot of people forget that.
1: Yep. I agree. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, I know we could, we could talk about shipping for like five hours, six hours. There are so many ones that while we're going along, I kept, that kept popping in my head like, oh, I should have mentioned them. So, you know, maybe we'll touch on this some other time or just even certain little aspects of shipping, just do a whole episode on certain aspects. Um, but for now, I just want to close out with everyone going around and um, saying where you can find them if you want to be found on social media. And then also, if you have anything you want to plug, uh, feel free to do that now. So go ahead and start with you, Carla. Thanks.
0: I am Carla Demis, anywhere and everywhere. It's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S. Um, you can also add a .com to that and find me there. Find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> I have no current projects, but just find me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool.
2: Cool. And then you, Judy, do you want to be found? Sure. Well, my main fandom presence is on Tumblr. And there I am, angels watching over, all one word. Oh, awesome. Okay. And then Sarah? Uh, Yes. Oh, excuse me. Uh,
3: You can find me Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, Sarah, no H, and uh, Barnick, B-A-R-N-A-I-K. Feel free to stop me.
1: Awesome. (laughs) <laughs> and, and this is Erin Marlowe. You can follow me on Twitter at E April beauty. That's all one word. And the E and the A and the B are capitalized. You can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash. It's a fandom thing pod. You can follow us on Twitter at fandom thing pod. There's no it's in that one. Follow us on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. If you want to reach out to us via email, feel free to shoot us an email. Our email address is it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. Dot com, And next week, we're going to be talking about fanfics. So I thought the shipping episode was a great lead-in to that one. So until then, remember, it's a fandom thing. Thank you, guys.
2: Thanks, Aaron.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. You're
4: welcome. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better.